Hi, this is Laura Bullgreen, and today we'll be reading Matthew 4, verses 12 through 25. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He went first to Nazareth, then left there and moved to Capernaum, beside the Sea of Galilee, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. This fulfilled what God said through the prophet Isaiah. In the land of Zebulun and of Naphtali, beside the sea, beyond the Jordan River, in Galilee where so many Gentiles live, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who lived in the land where death casts its shadow, a light has shined. From then on, Jesus began to preach, Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. One day, as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little farther up the shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father Zebedee, repairing their nets. And he called them to come too. They immediately followed him, leaving the boat and their father behind. Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. News about him spread as far as Syria, and people soon began bringing to him all who were sick. And whatever their sickness or disease, or if they were demon-possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, he healed them all. Large crowds followed him wherever he went. People from Galilee, the Ten Towns, Jerusalem, from all over Judea and from east of the Jordan River. When I first glanced over this passage, before I really began to plan for this devotional, I had kind of already subconsciously decided that I wanted to talk about Jesus' declaration that the kingdom of heaven was near. I love this theme of Jesus' teaching, and the idea of the kingdom of God being established as an alternative way to our own way of doing things in the world has had a hold on me for as long as I can remember. But as I actually sat down and read through this passage again, What kept jumping out to me was the immediacy with which some of these first disciples that Jesus called dropped everything and followed him. Verse 20 says that at Jesus' invitation, Peter and Andrew left their nets at once. And then verse 22 says that when James and John heard Jesus calling to them, they followed him immediately, leaving their life's work and their own father behind. What was it that caused these men to respond so quickly and so fully to the call of Jesus? In some ways, it might have made sense if they left behind their sense of security and well-being at the drop of a hat if they had already seen displays of Jesus's miraculous power. And if they left in this sense of awe and wonder, completely convinced that they were trading up in their lives. But I actually love that the first mentions of Jesus healing the sick and diseased and the demon-possessed all come after they decided to follow him. Several years ago, I was faced with a pretty major life decision, and I wanted so badly to choose the right thing. I wanted to know what God's will for me was, partially so I could obey, but honestly, more probably because I wanted some kind of reassurance that everything was going to be okay. And as I prayed, I had a deep sense in my gut of what I thought I needed to do, but it felt risky, and I was so scared. So I started to feel a little stubborn about it. (laughs) I was asking God to give me some kind of sign, some tangible evidence that he was with me and was leading me and that this was the right way. But instead of that, the words of one of my favorite writers came to mind. 
Regarding trust in God, Brennan Manning wrote that trust at the mercy of the response it receives is a bogus trust. Trust at the mercy of the response it receives is a bogus trust. In other words, if I only really trust God as long as he gives me all the reassurances I ask for and every very clear sign I need to be confident that I'm going the right way and also that he makes sure everything works out perfectly and is easy along the way, then that's not really trust at that point. That's kind of just following common sense. Similarly, if the early disciples had waited around to see what Jesus would do, to see if it would be worth it to leave what they had in order to go with him, maybe they would have come to the same conclusion and then eventually left everything to follow him. But as it stood, what a powerful display of their trust in Jesus to follow whatever it was about him that was so compelling to their spirits, even before they really had a reason to. And as a result of that willingness to step out with such faith, they got a front row seat to all kinds of amazing things. So I'm examining myself today. Do I feel that willing to step out and trust God if I sense he's asking me to do something? I think in a lot of ways, I actually feel more cautious now than I did even when I was much younger much more likely to want to calculate and weigh the risks and consider my options. But what if I sensed deep in my spirit that Jesus was asking me to step out and follow him? Would I go? Would you? Is there an invitation, a stirring in your own spirit today that you sense might be Jesus trying to get your attention about something? And if so, what is your response? And what are you waiting for? God, I pray that as we read this story and consider this story, may we be filled with the same sort of trust that your early, discipler, your early disciples were filled with, that they were ready at once and immediately to drop what they were doing in order to respond to your invitation. May we know your voice. May we recognize it. May we trust it. And as we step out in faith, may we find that you're with us there. Amen.